to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm so grateful you guys are here. It is the day after daylight savings that I'm recording this. And let me tell you, I don't know about you guys, but this is the one time of year that I really wish I lived in Arizona. Why, you may ask? They do not do daylight savings, and it is a killer, uh, especially the Monday after. And um, so, yeah, I don't know if you guys are dragging, but it's a rough go over here. But we are going to jump into marketing. We did an episode last week that was a little bit more on the um, self-care mode, but this week we're going to jump into another marketing lesson. And um, there's going to be some changes coming up with the podcast. I just want to let you guys uh, know about that. And um, in April, you uh, can look forward to me launching a video component over on YouTube to go with this podcast. I've had some requests from people to um, that have reached out to me. And they're like, oh, I love your training, but it'd be really great if we could see what you're talking about. And so um, some of the, especially in the marketing realm. So I foresee that the podcast is going to become more of a addition to business. So a lot more of the mindset and kind of taking care of you. Um, and the video show is going to be more of the hands-on marketing stuff. But as we're jumping in, and if you if you have questions about what we talk about on here or you have suggestions or things you wanna learn, let me know. But as we dive a little bit more into strategy and using um, things like chatbots and Facebook ads and stuff like that, um, it's so much easier to just show you like behind the scenes. So look forward to that coming up in April and um, we've got some great stuff coming from here on out. But we are talking about email lists today. And I always like to start this conversation because people are like, email's dead, I don't like email, blah, 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 I don't even read my email. Well, email still has the greatest return on investment for your marketing dollars. For every dollar you put into an email campaign, you get, it used to be a 400% return. Now I think it's like 360% return. So for every dollar you put in, you basically get $360 back and revenue for your business. And so email is definitely not dead. Um, in fact, it is one of the most, um, what are I the highest choice by people to be communicated by brands. And um, so email is not dead. And I highly recommend staying as engaged with your audience as you possibly can. No less, I really think no less than once a week is great. Um, I know people that do once a month and it works fairly, it works okay for them. But if you're struggling and you're not getting the engagement and you're not getting um, the sales and leads that you want, you may want to increase the number of times that you're emailing your list. And also to think about what you're emailing them with. So today, the topic is why your email list isn't growing. And um, one of the things that I do not have on here but goes very well with this is um, not knowing your ideal client. And so I have created a resource for you to get to know your ideal client very, very well. And you can find that uh, that resource at elisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. And it will walk you through multiple questions that get you really clear on who you serve, how you serve them, 
and why you're different from your competitors. So go check that out at alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. But in the meantime, let's jump into the reason your emails list isn't growing. And I've got several reasons for you um, that we're gonna dive into today. The um, number one reason that I put down here is that the reason your email list isn't growing is because no one wants your opt-in or you don't have one. And um, if you have an opt-in that you just created because it's something that you're like, oh, this would be great. Um, and you didn't check to see if anybody actually wanted that, then here's a surprise, nobody's gonna opt in for it. And so I have um, people that are like, yeah, my email list, list isn't growing. And I, and I ask them, I'm like, so what, what do you, you know, what are you giving a value to your audience that they would want to sign up for? And they're like, oh, I just have signed up for my newsletter. Well, my friends, signing up for your newsletter is pretty much dead. <laughs> Nobody wants to sign up for your newsletter. They want to know what a value in your newsletter is going to be for them. And so coming up with a topic that solves a problem and that is um, different from what everybody else in your industry is doing but also um, gives them sort of some sort of quick win in value is going to be your best bet. You will have people sign up for it left and right. And that all comes from knowing your ideal client. So again, grab that freebie ideal client, alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. So that's the number one reason is you have an opt-in that nobody wants, the topic is not interesting or it's not a value to your audience. Number two, is you haven't told anybody about your opt-in. You created this beautiful beautiful opt-in and it's full of value-packed information and then you put it on your website and never told anybody about it ever again. And um, I actually have a client that I just did this with that we, we created several opt-ins for her because she has three different audiences. And so that's another uh, tip for you is if you have more than one audience, you may need to create different opt-ins for different audiences. Um, but she had not promoted it beyond her website. And so we made a quick change and started promoting it on our social media profiles. And guess what? She's getting more signups and people really like it. And so um, if you're like most entrepreneurs, you're like, oh, got that done, checked it off the list, but then you are really bad about promoting it or yourself. And so I want to encourage you to get over your fear of promoting your stuff because if you promote it and nobody opts in, it's okay. Now from that lesson, you know, okay, that's not a topic that resonates with my audience. Let's try again. Um, so get out of the mindset of failure. Like it's never a failure as long as you do it. Um, my mentor, James Webmore, he's one of my favorite people to listen to. He has a, a saying, he said, you um, can't drive a parked car and it's true. So if you are sitting in a parked car, not taking action, then you will never get anywhere. And so take action, make mistakes and learn from them and, and move on. Um, so when you, uh, the other piece of this that I wanted to mention is that if you're in a really saturated market, so healthcare is a really saturated market, um, you wanna get super targeted. And so you will see that a lot of times in the wellness industry, people will run challenges and you wanna get really specific with your challenge if that's your lead magnet, is you wanna make sure that you're offering something that other people are not offering and that your audience is really specific. So for example, instead of saying, I am running a, um, a challenge that in five days you'll lose five pounds or something. One, you probably never would wanna do that because you're making a promise that is um, impossible to keep for everybody that would sign up for the challenge. But two, it's so vague. Uh, whereas I have another client who 
works specifically with people who are struggling with diabetes. And so if you were going to run a challenge for them and it was like, um, eat clean for five days and lower your, you know, um, to help lower your diabetes numbers or something like that, that's really, really specific. And, um, you know, creating something that is targeted towards a really specific audience is going to get you more traction, especially if you're in a really crowded market. And there are not a lot of markets that are not crowded now because social media is a very um, sought after ground for people to promote their businesses. So um, that is number two. Number three is you are not creating an engaging email when you continue to email your list after they sign up. And so I will find, I have um, an actual file of emails that I'm like, oh, that's so not a good one. Um, where people that, you know, they will send like one email that's like, hey, welcome to my list. And then the next email is like, hey, buy my stuff. And um, it's too fast. It's like saying, hey, do you wanna go on a date? And in your first date, asking somebody if you wanna marry them. And so, you know, or if they want to marry you. And that's that's absurd. We wouldn't do that on a first date in most cases. And so you can't do that with your email list either. You know, you invite them in, you start to nurture that relationship. And then as they grow to trust you and, and get some quick wins from you and get value from you, then, of course, um, you want to promote what you're offering as a service or as a product. So, um those emails need to be engaging it, it. They need to get people to open them and they need to start building that relationship. So that's number three. Number four is you are not emailing enough or at all. And so they sign up for your freebie and then it's like six months of crickets and they're like, oh, well, that was great. And so they signed up for your list and they got the freebie and moved on. And that is the first sign of not having a very productive sales funnel because it's not leaning anywhere. So, if you're going to go through all the trouble of creating a freebie and getting people on your list, then please email them on a regular occasion and even let them know, like in that first email, like I will be emailing you once a month so that people are prepared and they can um, mentally set themselves up for remind a reminder when that email comes in. Um, and something um, that is just, I, I want to say a faux pas of emailing is like, I've had this happen on several occasions where people will sign me up for their, or I'll get on their list and then I'll be on their list for a while and they don't email, they don't email, they don't email. And then six months later I hear from them and the first email I get is, hey, sign up for my new product, service, class, course, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that is like the first way to get people to unsubscribe in my opinion. If you haven't talked to them, interacted with them, engaged with them in some way for six months and then you're emailing them and telling them to get you know, to sign up for your program or your product or whatever it is you're launching, they're going to be like, I don't know who you are. And it's kind of like, I look at it and go, how rude. (laughs) Like the the gal from the Cosby show, how rude. Or no, it was from Bull House. Um, But, you know, just think about it. Like if you were to go into a store and you hadn't been in there for six months and they're trying to sell you into, um, or let's say the gym, like you haven't gone to the gym for six months because it's summer and then you go back in October and they try to sell you into personal training and you haven't even been there. That is like a little over the top. You're like, no, I just kind of, you know, I don't need to be sold something else. I need to get back to using my gym membership. And so think about that when you're emailing out, um, 
whoops, and connecting with your list. And um, try when you stay consistent, this this isn't a problem. And so the moral of the story is to say stay as consistent as you can. And if you you know you miss a week, it's not the end of the world. People get sick, they go on vacation, you know things like that. But if be as consistent as you can because your audience. Um, will get to, they'll get used to seeing you in their inbox. And then when you are ready to promote your, your next product or service, they are prepped and ready to go. So that is number four. Number five, your email collection form is too long. Um, I don't know how many times you've gone to a, an email um, opt-in form and they're like, yes, I'll, I'll need a retinal scan in your name and your email and your phone number and your kid's first name. And it's like, it's too much. So the, the limited amount of information, I always say first name and email is probably a good of, amount of information to collect. You can collect the rest later as you start to build the relationship, but don't make this long form when you're trying to get people, um, to sign up for your list initially and um, before they even really have gotten a chance to get to know you. So don't make your long, um, don't make your form too long because people just won't opt in. They're gonna like, this takes too much time. Uh, so that's number five. Number six is nobody knows who you are. And so they don't know that you have an opt-in, they don't know what you do. So there are several things that you can do um, to start to get your name out there. You can, you know, uh, sign up for industry trade shows for your ideal client, conferences, you could do networking, um, you could host your own events, webinars or trainings, you could start using ads, which we're going to talk about Facebook ads next week, but um, ads are a great way to start growing your list and um, getting yourself in front of more people. And those are just a few ideas. So get yourself out there so that people start to become aware of you. And the best way to do that is to create regular content and that consistently. And the other nice piece about creating consistent content is that it gives you um, content you can also email out. Like you don't have to create a blog post and then create something completely different for your email. You want those things to tie together. One, because it's a huge time saver and two, because it reiterates what you're talking about uh, in multiple ways. We always think that like, oh, we're saying the same things over and over and over again. But the reality is, is like somebody may be listening to this podcast and they never go read the blog post, or they may be listening to this podcast and they're also driving or on a walk and the dog's barking and you know, all these different things are happening. And so they only catch so much of it. And we have a lot of things that come in and out of our consciousness all day long so that you're not the center of attention is what I'm trying to say is like, whatever you're putting out there is not the center of attention. And it takes somewhere between seven and 12 touches for people to know who you are, know what you do and know that they need you to help them. And so repeating yourself multiple times is actually a, a benefit to you and to your brand and to um, help you create value. Because when they see it and hear it more and more and more, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I remember now. Um, so keep putting yourself out there. Number seven is, and this, I am, I'm raising my hand high. Um, I am a definite, uh, this is definitely a flaw I'm trying to heal. <laughs> is that you give away everything for free. 
Um, I give away a lot of stuff for free and that is great and people love you for it, but it's really hard to pay the bills when you are not getting paid for what you do. So um, some great ways to avoid giving away everything for free is to gate your content and that means put it behind an email opt-in form. So, you know, maybe you do a blog post and then you have a video that goes with it and the video is gated. And so that means gated simply means you are requiring them to give you their email, email address and name to get to the next piece of content. Um, so that, and then, um, one of the tips that I give to my clients a lot, they're like, Oh, I don't know what content to create. And I'm like, just stick to the why. Like, why is it important for you to grow your email list? Well, it's important because you own it, because um, it's a way for you to stay connected to people one-on-one. -on -one. It's a way for you to build loyalty and authority with a group of people who need what you do. Um, and the, you know, the big one is that if you have an engaged email list, it's much easier for you to sell your, your product and service when you launch it or when you have a new product or service or whatever that looks like. So stick to the why, no matter what your business is. So another one would be, um, I always think about this in, in the realm of people that I have worked with. So um, currently I have a, um, I have several people that are in the healing modalities, like alternative medicine modalities, and they get kind of stuck here because they're very much givers and they want to give away, um, you know, all that they can for as little money as they can. There's a, a lot of scarcity mindset in that industry specifically. Um, but you know, there, say for example, if you are a massage therapist and you're like, well, what can I create content in, on? Well, you could easily create, you know, the seven reasons or the seven ways that um, massage therapy, self-massage therapy could help um, regulate migraine headaches every day. And you, you know, you know, go into the, you know, the reasons why doing like neck massage is going to reduce, um, headaches. And then, you know, the different, you know, all the different, I'm not a massage therapist, obviously, but you could go into the whys of like, you know, if you're doing acupressure on your feet and this is why it will affect your headaches. And if you're doing a neck massage or self massage of your temples, this, it does this. If you do neck massage here, it does this. The difference between, trying to do self massage and getting a massage from a therapist and that, you know, all there, you could go on and on and on. But, um, if you stick to the why, like why massage is beneficial for your overall health and it, you could go into circulation, you could go into, um, you know, uh, mental, what am I trying to say? Mental, um, de decompression. So you can just like relax and you know, all the benefits of, relaxation and massaging. So on and on and on. So just sticking to the why people would want to move in that direction with you is going to um, keep you from giving everything away for free. Then the other um, tip that I have in here is with all of that is that you want to make sure that whatever you're creating for your free download to collect that name and email address, that's your opt-in is so good that people look at it and they go, Oh my gosh, I would pay for this. Um, because if the other piece of that soundtrack that's going through their mind is like, if this is free and it's this good, I can't imagine what the paid content is going to be like. So your goal should always be to give away enough that it, it, 
people would actually pay for that information or pay for that experience, um, but still have it just be one little piece of the whole puzzle. And so um, it's a balance and you may need some help with that. And I get it because it's not an easy thing to create on your own. But um, again, it a lot of it comes down to knowing your ideal client. So if you are unsure of who that is, I highly recommend you go grab that freebie um, at alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. Number eight, uh, you're making it really hard for people to share your content. And that means you're not getting it in front of more eyeballs. So um, if you go to my website, you will actually see that at the end of every show notes page, I have um, a way for you to share that content. You want to make it shareable on social media, on your website, in your email, any place you can do that, you want to add it in there. And don't panic, you don't have to do it all at one time. But if you do have a website like WordPress, it makes there are several plugins that you can use to make that happen. Um, and I can actually, I'll stick those in the show notes. Um, the one that I use, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I have a great one. Monarch is one that's part of the um, Elegant Themes package. And that is uh, on my website already under resources. So alisaconnor.com forward slash resources. There's a whole uh, Elegant Themes link over there for Divi. They, they are the builders of Divi, which is how I build all of my websites. And then um, they also have a plugin called Monarch that is a built-in sharing platform. And you can make it pretty and put it where you want it to be. And um, if you purchase the uh, Elegant Themes bundle, I think it's, I think when I, I think it's still $89, like lifetime access. So it's totally a great deal because you get that one and a couple of bloom, which is a great way to build out your, um, what am I trying to say? Your, uh, opt-in forms and then Monarch is your sharing. So they, they've kind of covered the gamut with all of the things that you need to build your website for a one-time price. And don't hold me to $89. That's what it has been. They may have changed their pricing, but if, again, if you go to my website, alisaconnor.com forward slash resources, or scroll to the bottom of the page, there's a link for resources. Um, you will be able to find that link and get over there and, and see what what's what. So you want to make it easy to share. If you're doing videos, again, you, you know, on YouTube or somewhere else, you want to make them shareable, but anything you're doing, make it as shareable as possible so that if people get value out of it, they can tell their friends and um, share it with other colleagues and that sort of thing um, so that you get your content in front of more eyeballs because the more eyeballs, the more people that end up on your website that will opt into your email list. So promote, promote, promote. Number nine, two to go. Number nine is that if you are adding people to your email list that never asked you to, please don't do that. Stop it. Stop it right now. I have this happen all the time. Um, people will go uh, to a trade show or they'll have a booth at a trade show and um, they will have people fill out a form for a raffle or something, but they never tell them that they're getting added to the email list. And it is so annoying to the people that could potentially be your customers because that email list like or that email address is like as valuable almost all nearly as valuable as a social security number anymore people are so sick of being added to things that they didn't ask for that you don't want to come out of the gate as the person who added them to a list uh, without their permission besides the fact that depending on where you live um, for sure in europe it is illegal like 
as the GDPR rules were enacted, a couple, uh, it was almost two years ago, it is actually illegal for you to add them to a list without their permission. So there are changes in the states as well around that. I don't want to, I did an episode on that previously and I'll link to that in the show notes too, but um, you you really don't want to do that. It's, it's a really bad idea and it, it can lead to thousands, if not millions of dollars of fines. And you, you just don't want to go down that road. You want to get permission. You want to ask them um, if it's okay for them, you know, to be added to your list. And um, you want to build that relationship on a strong foundation of trust to begin with. So just don't like if you're in a networking group, for example, don't just take everybody from that networking group and add them to your email list. You want to make sure that you know, they are finding their way to add themselves or you're asking for specific permission in some way and getting that permission because otherwise it's, it's just, it's not good big business practice. You just don't want to get in the habit of doing that. And then number 10 is that this is a big one. You keep procrastinating and never start growing your list. And I know many people in this boat, um, that, they have list shame. They have a lot of list shame. They're like, I don't have a list. I haven't created anything. I'm stuck. I don't know what to create. Um, and my advice is you have to start somewhere. And if you focus on the growth, so maybe you have nobody today and next week you have 10 people. Like that's amazing growth because at least you're starting to build your list and everybody starts at zero. I know people that start at zero again and again because they change the direction of their business. They change the direction of... Um, you know, they get more specific, they have people that fall off, but just starting to build that list is really, really important. Um, It's the easiest way for you to stay in front of and nurture your audience and get to know them and just to build a community around your brand and your business and your products and services. And it actually is the most preferred method of communication. As I mentioned, 72% of U.S. adults prefer communication to happen through email. And that stat was from Marketing Sherpa. But 72% is a big percentage. And you would think it would be social media or something like that. But people actually, when they want to gather information or have information to refer back to, they want to be contacted via email. So it's critical for you to grow your business, to invest some time and energy into growing your list and staying in front of that list. So that's the top 10. I'm going to power through those. I'm going to go backwards. So number 10 was stop procrastinating and start. Number nine was um, don't add lists, don't add people to your list without their permission. Number eight was uh, make your content shareable. Number seven is don't give away everything for free. Number six is uh, get out there and get some, get in front of people so they know who you are. Number five is make your form short. Number four, um, stay consistent with emailing. Don't just email out of the blue. Number three is create an engaging email to welcome visitors and um, get them excited about being on your list. Number two, is tell people about your opt-in that you have a free download and (laughs) let them know, promote it out there. And then number one is to test your opt-in again and again and just see what's gonna work with your list and connect it to your ideal client, their problems and how you're gonna solve them for them. That's it for this week.
Next week, we're going to jump into the spirit of St. Patrick's Day and talk about how marketing, good marketing, really has very little to do with luck. Until then, I hope you feed your business and feed yourself so you continue to be profitable and enjoy what you do. Take care and I'll see you next week. Just a quick reminder, don't forget to grab that free ideal client worksheet that will help you map out who your ideal client is, where they're hanging out, and how you can connect with them better so that you can quit fretting about your marketing, get out of the overwhelm, and start attracting the clients that you want to work with that will pay you and grow your business. You can grab that at elisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. 